0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the special live radio show with Drs. Joseph Nemeth and Amar Katranji. Both are board certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. They'll be talking to us tonight about the serious connection between gum disease and most of the major diseases of our time. They'll also be talking to us directly about where the research has led them with respect to avoiding these silent killers. They're joining us tonight in this rare opportunity to call in and speak to the doctors directly. You won't want to miss what they have to say. So if you have a question for the doctors, we're inviting you to call 800-859-0957. So stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome to the special live radio show where you can call in with your questions and talk to the doctors directly. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we're here tonight talking with Dr. Joseph Nemeth and his partner, Dr. Amar Khatrangi, both board-certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. Both doctors are here with us tonight discussing their state-of-the-art clinic, the latest treatments in periodontic care, and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases. If you have a question for the doctor on the matters we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800 Eight five nine zero nine five seven, doctors Nemeth and Katranji, welcome. We're so glad to have you here to keep us up to date on what we need to know and what we unfortunately don't know. We have a special guest, my assistant Olivia Roselli, who has become glad to become one of your patients because she had an overlooked, misdiagnosed, uh, serious thing going on with her. Uh, Gums and had really serious gum disease, and we're both very fortunate, and she's very fortunate. Yes. Welcome, Olivia, to the show. Thank you for having me. And we're going to be asking you about your experience. Now, you are a young person. You're 21 years old. What did you think about your oral health, your gum health? You go all the time to see your dentist, and how did you feel?
1: Honestly, I thought I was fine, considering that I brush and floss every single day, and I just didn't see how bleeding could be a bad thing. And then after watching a couple of Nema's shows, I realized that my gums are not supposed to bleed at all. And I made sure to make an appointment right away.
0: So when you were, you obviously you've been staying on top of your, you know, your, your oral health, as far as you knew, you had a dentist, you went regularly, you had checkups, you saw a hygienist. And so you Mm -hmm. thought you were home free and you were okay. And you were really shocked to discover that at your young age, you didn't expect to have any bacteria at all. So tell us what was it like when you Went in and sat in the chair in Dr. Nemeth's office because I was there and I was just as shocked as you are. I mean, I took for granted my age considering I am 21, so I didn't think that I could get it. And then
1: seeing all of it crawl around, it was honestly terrifying and I started to cry because it's very scary seeing all the bacteria growing in your mouth.
0: So, Dr. Nemeth, tell us, how does this happen? Most young people think they're home free. They don't have to worry about anything. They floss. They drink mouthwash. They go to see their dentist. How does she become, and I saw that slide. I saw all that bacteria. How did that happen? Where did it come from? And how does it be, how could it be so bad at her age?
2: It can be bad. Fortunately, and it can, it can start at her age. It can start younger. It can start in your teens. Uh, it can start even younger than that. But because periodontal disease or gum disease progresses very slowly, very, very often people aren't aware of their teeth getting loose or the teeth shifting or discomfort because it's a slowly progressive disease. And fortunately, Olivia didn't have a lot of bone loss yet. She had a lot of infection, and that infection certainly was in the process of destroying both. But anyone can have it at no matter what age you are. The sooner you catch it, the luckier you are, and the less likely you're going to, have bone loss and periodontal disease and lose your teeth from it as well as all of the sequela that affects the whole rest of your body. The earlier you catch it, the better. And Olivia just wasn't aware of a part of it is home care. She was brushing and she was taking care of her mouth, but not properly. She really didn't know how to do it properly. And so organisms, bacteria, parasites, amoeba, Uh, spirochetes, a number of parasites and bacteria, uh, had a chance to get down under the gum. And once they get down under the gum, it's very hard just doing brushing and even with flossing to get them out completely. So we then typically will use a laser to kill these organisms and give the patient a fresh start. But, uh, it can happen. It can happen at any age, but the sooner you catch it, the better the prognosis and the, the better the outlook.
0: Well, I think with her, what happened was that she had been brushing and still bleeding and having bleeding episodes when she brushed her teeth. And unfortunately, her dentist didn't alert her to the fact that something was wrong. And she had heard you so many times on the radio talking about this, that gums should never bleed ever, ever, ever. And if they do, it's a sign that something's wrong. And so it was quite an amazing thing to watch. It was amazing to actually see all the, the amoeba, the spirit sheets, everything crawling around in the mouth. And I know it was overwhelming for you, Olivia. Yeah, it was overwhelming. And, and what's, what's the next step with her?
2: Uh, after she wiped her tears, which she did, <laughs> right. she was shocked. And, and, and there was a lot a lot going on. So the next step now will be to eliminate that infection. And so- we will eliminate the infection probably uh, w- largely with a laser. The laser is extremely effective in destroying these organisms, not only in destroying the organisms, but also in reducing the pockets where these organisms lie and cause infection. And also in getting the gum tissue to reattach. Some of the gum tissue uh, is unattached because of the infection. And if we can get that gum tissue to reattach... That helps close these pockets also. So I tell the patients, and I know that Dr. Katrangi the same way, that the success of the treatment is in two people's hands. It's in Dr. Catrangi's and Dr. Nima's hands. Right. But there's somebody else in there. I think they're called a patient.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Well the patient. And will... the
2: long term success is going to be up to the patient. And I can do, and Dr. K can do whatever we do. We can get that patient in perfect shape. But the disease will return if they don't know how to take care of their mouth, and even if they know how, they have to do it.
0: All right, Olivia, you're put on warning. In the meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break. You are listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show. The doctors are here tonight talking about the seriousness of undetected gum disease and how the treatment of gum disease can prevent many catastrophic diseases. If you have a question, you can call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Don't miss this opportunity to call and talk to the doctor directly. You are listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katrangi Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Dr. Joseph Nemeth and Dr. Mark Atrengy live radio show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight talking to the doctors, both board-certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. They are here with us discussing the latest treatments in periodontic care and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases, from cardiac disease to the prevention of Alzheimer's. If you have a question for the doctors, please call us at 800-859-0957. We're going to immediately go and take some calls. We have Connie on the line from Howell. Connie, what is your question for the doctors?
3: Yes. Um, my question is, um, around three or four years ago, my gums started receiving, as usual. I floss, water pick, uh, electric toothbrush, go to the dentist every six months. And um, my tweet, B12, has always been low since in my 20s, and my body doesn't seem to absorb it by the vitamins. Um, I found out three years ago that I had cardiomyopathy, and I had a defibrillator and pacemaker Uh, put in and continue and Medication to and continue to go to the dentist and every time They would say and I have no bleeding in my gums that my gums kept receiving and I'm just beside myself because I I do receive B12 um, shots now for the last
0: year Okay, Connie, uh, let's, ask the, let's ask the, Connie, hold on, let's ask, we have a lot of callers, let's ask one of the doctors, would you like to answer well, what, a question?
2: Well, what, what is your concern, the receding gums?
0: Yes,
3: and the last time, um, you know, again, because there's no bleeding, and she said they were stable. Connie, let
2: me, let me interrupt, let me interrupt. You brush your teeth?
3: Yes, I brush How my often, teeth? how often? I brush my teeth twice a day, and then I floss. Um, do you use an electric? Do you use an
2: electric toothbrush or a manual toothbrush?
3: I use electric.
2: Okay. Uh, have you ever had orthodontic treatment or braces on your teeth?
3: No, but I did have two bottom teeth pulled different times many years ago um, through. Um, okay,
2: so let's let's address the recession. The recession is likely to continue on. Studies show that if your gums are receded, that the recession is likely likely to continue on if nothing is done to stop it. And when the gums recede, the bone recedes. And Dr. Katrangi and I, uh, we use what we feel is a very, very effective technique to stop that gum recession as much as possible and also to cover up the root surface. I'm going to let Dr. Katranji tell you how we do that.
4: So <clears throat> there are different places where we can get uh, some some new tissue for you. So one of the concerns that we have is what kind of tissue do you have? Do you have thick tissue? Do you have thin tissue? If you have very thin tissue, we know that that's going to continue to recede. So what we'd like to do is change that thin tissue to a much thicker type of tissue. Um, and we can do that with something called the pinhole technique. And what's nice about the pinhole technique is in many cases people are, you know, up in back to work within the next day or two. Um, and the treatment is pretty, you know, pretty much complete after one treatment. Um, sometimes you don't need any stitches. Sometimes we're using tissue that, um, you know, within less than an hour or two, we're able to, to fix this issue. So without seeing your, your situation, Um, what we would say is you need to first get evaluated, see if you have that thin type of tissue, and see if you're a candidate for what what we do at the office called the pinhole technique.
2: Right. So something needs to be done or you need to be checked because if you have thin tissue or even if your tissue is thick, if you have recession, it's likely to continue and something probably should be done to stop it.
0: Yeah, so bottom line, Connie, you absolutely okay. need to be evaluated by a, a board-certified periodontist. We have so many callers. We next have Greg from Detroit. Greg, what is your question? Uh, three
1: quick questions. I have no teeth. Uh, first one would be, uh, is pyrrhea
2: or gum disease hereditary? Uh, it may be genetic. Don't you agree?
4: Yeah, so typically 50% of periodontal disease is contributed from a genetic uh, standpoint.
2: So it's possible that part of the reason you have lost your teeth is an inherited susceptibility to periodontal disease or gum disease. Well, so, Dr.
0: Katranji, what can be done about it?
2: Absolutely. Let's, so,
0: ask, let's let's hear from the expert. So, in in
4: a situation where you've lost your teeth, um, we typically recommend replacing them with dental implants. Um, before then, as Dr. Nemeth had mentioned, we treat pyorrhea or gum disease uh, with a laser. Um, and what's 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 important to remember is even after you get the treatment you need to follow up and maintain the results so as we mentioned there's a certain type of bacteria that accumulates and shows up over a period of time so we want to see you and maintain the results every three months because the specific bacteria shows up after three months and if you allow it to continue to cause this infection and inflammation even for four or five months after, if you're, if you're not coming in after three months, you're allowing that bacteria to cause that problem once again in your tissue.
2: All right. You, you had a couple that. of other questions. Oh. What, what were they, quickly?
1: Uh, I have full dentures, so when should I get examined for another set of dentures? And I need your office number, and do you have payment plans? Last two questions.
0: At the end of the show, I'll be the glad to The answer is yes, yes, yes and, yes, and yes. And I'll be glad to give you, we'll be glad to give you their, their you phone number to, at the yeah, end of the show. Yeah, you
2: definitely should see someone like Dr. Katranji. There are other people that do implants too, but I know Dr. Katranji. I mean, I don't know of anyone better, but you need to be seen either for a denture, uh, which is a possibility, but implants uh, are almost certainly always better. As and we'll certainly
0: them. give you that number at the end of the show. We we also have John from New Jersey who's waiting to talk to the doctors. John, what's your question?
1: Hi, yes, good evening. I actually have maybe like two or three real quickly. Uh, Dr. Naiman, I actually had a deep cleaning today. I do have a case of periodontitis. I do get uh, my teeth cleaned four times a year, the two regular ones and the two periodontal ones. The question I have for you is this. How often do you need or does one need a deep cleaning? That's my first question. The second question is...
2: Okay, go ahead.
1: The second question has to do with a pinhole gum surgery. I don't have the resources for it right now, but I'm thinking about getting it, saving up some money. I do have some bone loss. I did have orthodontic treatment, and I also think my uh, gum recession is genetic. Both my parents lost their feet when they were quite young. Um, Do you actually think the pinhole gum will help with people who have bone loss as well?
2: Well, we don't want any more bone loss, and I think it helps to minimize and prevent further bone loss. It really depends on how bad the situation is, and that really needs to be evaluated. And I'll let Dr. Katrangi handle the question on, how often do you need a deep cleaning? There's differences in in cleanings and a deep cleaning, sometimes it's called scaling or root planning. What do you think, Amar?
4: So typically with uh, deep cleaning, you know, if we see you and we're treating you with uh, deep cleaning first and then afterwards we're treating the the remaining pockets with a laser surgery or other thing, Um, typically we're hopeful that you don't necessarily need any more deep cleanings. But in some cases, people might need a deep cleaning every two or three years, depending on how bad that infection continues um, in their mouth.
2: Right. So typically one deep cleaning and then just regular maintenance or thorough periodontal cleanings. Deep cleanings uh, don't need to be done nearly as often. Uh, as regular cleanings, and sometimes if the situation is under control, they may not need to be done for many years, if ever.
0: It's kind of amazing, though, that you would think that the your regular dentist would tell you about these procedures that <laughs> need to be done, you know, need to be followed up with a periodontist, because most people don't know. They go to their dentist and they think they're okay. In the meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break. You are listening to the Dr. Joseph Nemeth and Dr. Amar <laughs> Katrangi radio show. We're talking about the importance of diagnosing and treating gum disease and how it can prevent some of the major diseases of our time. If you have a question, you can call the doctors directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Don't miss this opportunity to talk to the doctors directly. You're listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to the special edition of the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katrangi radio show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight talking to the doctors, both board-certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. They're here with us tonight discussing the latest treatments in periodontic care and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases, from cardiac disease to the prevention of Alzheimer's. If you have a question for the doctors on the topics we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. Dr. Nemeth, I know that you've got questions coming in from YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, I think
2: this is a good question for Dr. K. Uh, from Facebook? Uh, I'll, yeah, uh, this is from Facebook, and I will let him address it. So
4: the question is, is, will Olivia's infection be completely gone once she has the laser treatment? And the answer is yes. the the infection will be gone. Now, as we've been discussing, bacteria likes to repopulate if we don't take care of it. So maintaining this every three months with the cleaning is a way to minimize this from ever coming back and making sure that the infection is gone completely. So absolutely.
0: That's good news, Olivia. What do you think? I mean, you thought it was like the end of the road for you. And I kept having to (laughs) reinforce the fact that once you go, it is gone and you... Follow the doctor's advice going into the future, and you'll be fine. Right. And thank God she had no bone loss, right?
2: There is a little bit of bone loss. But a little not a lot. Bit, a little bit in the lower end. But lower she's not losing
0: front. any teeth over it. No,
2: her. I don't think she's. Teeth are a little bit loose, not too bad, and she's not going to lose those teeth as long as she adheres to the regimen at home, which isn't a difficult regimen, but it's just something that you need to do, and you've got to make sure you do it right, and that's what we teach her.
0: So the bottom line is, even at 21 years old, you can be in this this kind of a serious condition and not know that you're in this condition. So again, I know that I always have to say this. Everyone should go and get that test, that screening. Absolutely everyone. You know, have nothing to lose.
2: You know, I, I, the only thing I have to disagree with you is you're always, I get the feeling you're always like saying, you know, your general dentist is not going to, your general dentist is great. These people have been trained. They're very good. And most general dentists, if you have a problem, will let you know. I'm not saying everyone is perfect and maybe, you know, they, sh- people should be tested. But, you know, uh, I have to defend the general dentist because, uh, y- you know, you, y- the way you talk, it's like, well, the general dentist, you, you know, you have to go beyond them. I- I'm not saying that's true. I think general dentists are very good and they're the first line of defense for really for all of all, all general patients. In fact, most of our patients come from general dentists, believe it or not. We get a lot who hear about us, but still most of them come from the general dental community who see a problem and want it hand.
0: I agree, and I, I applaud you for sticking up for all the dentists out there. <laughs> but what I'm saying is there are hundreds of thousands of people out there all over the country, all over the world, that don't get that information, don't know it exists, don't know this bacteria lives in their mouth. And I'm just saying, as I say on all of my shows, be your own advocate. You have nothing to lose. If your dentist doesn't tell you to get this screening, you have nothing to lose by getting the screening. Okay. Dr. Katrangi, am I right? You have well, nothing you have, to lose have by have nothing, getting the screening. You have
4: nothing to lose to, 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 to get the screening, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So, Dr. Nemeth, I know you have other All right, there's a
2: couple of other questions here. One is probably addressed to me, but I'll share this with Dr. K. I've heard you recommend brushing with water and no toothpaste. Is this true and why? Well, that's true. I brush without toothpaste. I just use water. The reason is if your mouth is healthy, and mine is, I make sure and I use a water pick and I use picks between the teeth and I floss, I never get a drop of blood Uh, from my gums at all, unless I take a razor and actually cut the, which I'm not planning on doing. But at any rate, uh, when toothpaste, all toothpaste has an abrasive in it. They just have an abrasive. And studies have shown when you brush your teeth, some people get little notches at the gum line. If you don't use toothpaste, there's no abrasiveness, and you do not get this notching, which may contribute to recession and sensitivity. So I'm not saying that no one should use toothpaste. There are special circumstances. I'll let Dr. Catrangi talk about, you know, other things, infection, sensitivity. But I don't use it. My mouth, thank God, is very healthy, and I, I, I just afford. I, I I don't like to do anything that I don't feel needs to be done. And for me, using toothpaste is not a not a necessity.
4: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, if you think about it, plaque is just it's It's an accumulation of you know food debris that's that 's on your teeth. If you remove the plaque, you remove a lot of the issues that we have to deal with. so a toothbrush is really all you need to get that off your teeth. There are some other properties in toothpaste that can help if you have sensitivity, for instance, if you have certain bacteria in your mouth that require a little bit of treatment, there are some things included in some toothpaste that help. Um, and then fluoride. For some people, when they have softer teeth, sometimes fluoride can help prevent cavities. So there are things that are included in toothpaste. But, again, there's, there's going to be this dentifrice. There's something that's going to create a little bit of wear and tear on your teeth that you eliminate when you remove toothpaste.
2: Now, the other question was, what are the minimum requirements for the microscope? I'm not sure what that means. But this, what is needed to do the sample? There are no minimum requirements. We take a sample. It almost never is uncomfortable or painful. We take a very small uh, instrument and just gently go under the gum. We bring up anything that's under there, any plaque, and then we put that plaque under the microscope, as we did for you, Olivia. Yes. And then we look at that. So it's not a painful process. There's nothing required other than your body in the chair. That's it.
0: All right, well, before we lose track here, we have Leslie from Dearborn on the line. Leslie, what is your question? Uh,
3: I have dry, dry mouth a lot where it's dry. Is that a precursor to, I don't know, Diabetes or something else that would
4: well, be causing? The first thing you need to do is is check the medications that you, you're taking. Typically, um, people who have a dry mouth, it could be associated with um, a medication. Um, and that can be just altered by talking to your physician and taking something else. Um, some people, unfortunately, autoimmune diseases can cause it as well. There are substitutes that you can take that help with um, the dry mouth. What you want to be careful with is any sort of acidity or sugar in your diet, because typically, it's not so much cav- or, uh, periodontal disease that we're worried about with dry mouth, but it's, it's cavities getting uh, decay around your teeth. So we want to be careful with that.
2: Yeah, again, medication is the most common cause of dry mouth. And so it, depending on what medications you may be taking. And also, there are hormonal changes that go on, especially pre-, during-, post menopausal times. And that can contribute sometimes to dry mouth or something called burning mouth or burning tongue, which uh, is harmless but is very uncomfortable and generally related to hormonal changes, uh, you know, during that time.
0: We have another quick caller here if we've got time, Alice from Shelby. Alice, what is your question?
3: Hi, I am calling uh, just to congratulate Olivia and congratulate you too, Anne-Marie, for both facing your fears and confronting this disease head on. I can assure you it's probably terrifying for the common folk, and doctors can lose sight of that, and I just wanted to congratulate you both.
0: Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Very kind of you. But once again, like I said, you've got to be your own advocate. I know I'm the patient advocate, and I say go out there, get the test. Wonderful if you walk out and you have nothing, but if you've got anything on that screen, I want it gone. So <laughs> that's, that, that, that's my message to the general public there. Um, and I hope that both you doctors agree. It's not that I'm trying to slack the, the dentist, but I'm just saying if your dentist is not going to push you up the flagpole you have to be your own advocate, and you have to push yourself up the flagpole. Would you agree? No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, again, in Olivia's
4: case, she noticed bleeding. So that was, one of, that was a trigger for her.
0: She noticed oh, it yeah. in January and then came back in April. That's why we were slow to come in, and I pushed her in. But in the meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break. You are listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show, where we're talking about how the treatment of gum disease can prevent many catastrophic diseases. If you have a question, you can reach the doctors directly by calling 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Don't miss this opportunity to talk to the doctors directly. You're listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katrangi radio show on News Talk 760 WJR.
2: Paul. It's quite expensive. Welcome
0: back to the last oh, segment sorry. of this special live edition of the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katrangi radio show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we're here tonight talking with Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji, both board-certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. They're with us discussing the latest treatments in periodontic care and tooth replacement. This is our final segment, so if you have a question for the doctors on the topics we're discussing tonight... Please call us at 800-859-0957. Doctors, we've got a lot of questions. Dr. Namath, you have another question? I from... have
2: another question. Then I have something that's not related directly to what we're talking about, but I think it's important. And I'm going to let Dr. ha uh, have this one. And
4: So the question is, Is I'd like to get the pinhole technique. I'd like to get it. Uh, it's quite expensive. Can I do one section first and another later? And the answer, of course, is Yes. Um, one of the nice things about any of our treatments is we can divide your, your mouth into sections and do them at, at, at any pace that you want. Um, typically with the pinhole, we may, we may opt to do the upper teeth first and then the lower, or if you have one area of extreme recession, we'll treat that area first and then the others later.
2: So absolutely the answer is yes, but you have to keep in mind, unfortunately during these times of inflation and if there's anyone that doesn't know about inflation you uh, you' not aware. Glad to
0: tell you right exactly yeah
2: because inflation yeah. is is like not good it's very very bad and because of inflation fees are going up all the time our costs are going up fees are going up so the The disadvantage to doing a small part is the next part will probably be more costly simply because of inflation. Also, the more you do it once, the less visits it takes. If you're going to do it in three different sections, each each time you do it, it requires the same number of visits. (coughs) More visits mean more time. So if possible, you want to try to work out a long-term payment plan and do as much as you can in one visit, The more you go through it, you know, it it costs, you do not save as much as you think you might because of inflation and because of the increased number of visits. I just want to mention one thing quickly and that's about bad breath. We have patients coming in from all over the country and all over the world to have bad breath treated. Had a patient recently and she was convinced she had bad breath. Well, we tested her. We tested her thoroughly. She did not have bad breath. I actually had her breathe on me. There was no, te- no bad breath. I had her breathe on my dental assistant. There was no bad breath, but she was convinced she had it. Why was she convinced? Well, I have a foul taste in my mouth. Does that mean you have bad breath? No. I have a bitter taste in my mouth. Does that mean I have bad breath? No. Um, people move away from me when I'm talking. Does that mean I have bad breath? No. Uh, people offer me gum or mints. Does that mean I have bad breath? No. I have a furry tongue. Does that mean I have bad breath? None of those things mean you have bad breath. What means you have bad breath is someone tells you you have bad breath, or we test you and you test positive for bad breath. But it's very difficult for someone to know that they have bad breath. And a lot of people think they have it because of these external factors that, are not unusual people just move away they walk they you know they offer people mints and gum and so there are a lot of false leads to people thinking they have bad breath and it's important to disabuse them of that idea
0: but the answer is once again they can be their own advocate call you up and come in and you can test it and give them a definitive
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So if the
0: question is out there, why worry about whether people are walking away from you or what you think you have or might have or worrying about what you could have when all they have to do is just call your office, make an appointment, go in? How difficult is the test? How long is it? How difficult is it? It, It's
2: it's very short. It's not painful at all. We take various samples from different parts of the mouth to test for certain bacteria, and we use a instrument to measure uh, sulfur, sulfur compounds that come from a bad breath. It's okay, I, not a problem.
0: Thank you for answering that, Dr. Nemeth. We have another caller, Ivy, from North Dakota is calling. Ivy, what is your question? We
2: don't accept questions from North Dakota. Yeah. Well, of course I, okay. we do. accept right, questions sorry. from
0: Korea. So, <laughs> Ivy, what is your question for the doctors? Uh, um,
3: so, um, I've been having some issues with my breath. Um, I think that this comes from, like, the back of my throat. So um, I feel like I have, like, a lot of gone back there. And I usually would try to, like, use my toothbrush <laughs> to, like, go back there as far as possible, but end up gagging a lot. And I just feel like there's, like, a lot of bad breath that comes from there. Um, I also feel like I have dry mouth. Do you guys know if there's, like, any recommendations that can help me get back there and, you know, I don't know, it just, it's just very uncomfortable. I've also tried like aura probiotics and stuff like that, but nothing seems to be working.
2: Well, there's there's something called a tongue scraper, which is well, meant I, to clean back there.
3: Yes.
2: So yes. I, would, I would definitely use a tongue scraper. Uh, and uh, it's possible you may be right. There may be bad breath coming from the back of your throat or the back part of your mouth, but it's really hard to know whether that's really the case or not as I just said, it's very difficult for an individual to know if they have bad breath or
0: not. But it can be tested by Absolutely. someone like you that's a board certified yeah, uh, periodontist. Or, or
2: the best thing, and people say, well, nobody will tell me I have bad breath. That's really not true. If you have someone that you're close with, family, close mm-hmm. friend, and ask them, they usually will tell you. So if someone says, yes, you do have bad breath, you do definitely have it. But, uh, uh Barring that, it's hard to know without being tested.
0: So, once again, she should go in and get tested because that's the definitive diagnosis is when you go into the period. Autism. Absolutely. Yeah, I
4: mean, if she's saying there's something in her tonsils, there are some sialolates or little, um, like, growths that can happen in the crypts of your tonsils, mm-hmm. um, that would be something that would require uh, kind of an oral exam to make sure. If there's something in there, you may need to, to have different types of treatment. So...
0: Okay. I have one other question here from Facebook. Yes, thank you for calling, Ivy. Uh, before we have to close the show, is—and I don't even know what this is—is is oil pulling beneficial?
2: It's very beneficial to the people that sell the oil. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. So I mean, well,
2: I just... I, uh, Skyler, who is here today and is, does the videography for, uh, videography for us, I uh, said, you know, we decided we were going to do an experiment with Skyler. To see if oil pulling would help. So we took a small sample. And at that point, Schuyler did have some spirochetes or some bacteria down under the gum. So he said, well, I'm going to do this oil pulling. I think maybe it'll take care of the problem. So Schuyler, was it two weeks? 35 days. So for 35 days, every day, he did this oil pulling. How long does it take? 20 minutes. 50? 20 minutes of rinsing and swishing your mouth around with this oil. Thirty-five days later, we tested them. There was basically no change.
0: There you so go. Didn't we, work, Skylar. In this case, Didn't work.
2: we did not find our billing made any significant difference.
0: No, the answer is go and see your local board-certified periodontist because you've got the testing, you've got the answers, and we have 30 seconds left. Gentlemen, any final words? Because one minute, we're gone off the air.
2: Uh, by the way, if you need dental implants, if you're losing teeth, have lost teeth, even if you've lost all of the bone, Dr. Katrangi is the miracle bone grower and implant person who can do things that are absolutely amazing. So
4: Yeah, I think just uh, to kind of go off the oil pulling question, a lot of times people are searching for other answers. And you know, oil pulling is 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 just one of many things that people are doing that don't work, so come see. Come,
0: come to your local board certified periodontist. Unfortunately, we're out of time, and that wraps it up for the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show on News Talk 760 WJR, sponsored by the North American Society of Periodontists. I'm your host, Anne Marie Cronin, and again, I want to thank Drs. Drs. Nemeth and Katranji for talking to us this evening about taking charge of our health, being proactive and avoiding the devastating results of undiagnosed periodontic disease. To take a closer look at the practice, please go to YouTube and search Dr. Nemeth. You'll find a wealth of informative videos on many of the treatment modalities now available to treat gum disease. To learn more about Dr. Nemeth and Katrangi's periodontal practice, you can reach them directly at 248-357-3100. Again, that's 248 357 3100 or by visiting them on the web at drnemeth.com. We hope that you've enjoyed the special show and they've become more informed about periodontal disease and its impact on the major diseases of our time. Good night and thank you for listening.